Blog Talk Radio. I want to tell you something. Don't fear it. It might look like you've been walking at this a while. You've been, what you've been doing, you've been doing a while, and you haven't seen the fruit. You haven't seen what you wanted to see be manifest. But God said, do not fear. You know, I just heard a phrase, do not fear. This is your year. This is Pastor Brad Morgan of New Life Beginnings Church. I want to continue with you on a message. The promise is within reach. Father, I just ask you to bless this message today. Lord, I just thank you for the opportunity to to share this message. And I thank you for anointing it. I thank you for using it in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to tell you something. There might seem like there's something right now in your life that it looks like it's never going to happen. You know, God has spoken to you. God has spoken to you probably more than one time. And yet uh, the promise hasn't manifested. But I want to tell you something. The promise is within reach. I believe this is a season where we're going to see manifestation of promises of things that we've believed for like like they look like they never could happen and i believe these promises are going to manifest because of god's great love for us individually i remember many years ago over 25 years ago when i had a nervous breakdown and as i was in um, several different hospitals over an eighth month period of time and and as they did uh, shock treatments on me as they did those 12 shock treatments and uh, after the shock treatments I came out of the hospital and I began to rebuild uh, and be on the the road of rebuilding I'm still on that road today that God shared something with me that was just kind of a foundational thing and that was he told me two things. He told me that he was not ashamed of me. And uh, the second thing he told me was that nothing had changed. Nothing had changed. Now, God had made me a lot of several promises when I was a, a single man, and now I was married. And I thought because of all the hell that I dragged my family through and dragged my wife through, that those promises had changed. And he told me there was a call on my life to the ministry. But in that moment, he he told me that nothing had changed. And then the second thing he told me was he told me that I am not ashamed of you. Isaiah 54, 3 says, For you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Now look at this. I want to go back to verse 1, Isaiah 54, verse 1. Sing, O barren, you who have not born. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not labored with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Now this is talking about the Gentiles and when the Gentiles would be grafted in. But I believe also we see this pattern in scripture that God can do something wonderful through barrenness. God can turn 
that barrenness around. And then he says in verse 2, Enlarge this place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare, lengthen your cords and strengthen your state. That's very interesting. Now they're barren, and so he tells them to begin to sing, to begin to shout, to begin to rejoice. And you know why he tells them to do that? Because God has inside information, and God knows that he's going to turn the whole situation. And then in verse 2, he says, enlarge the place of your tent. In other words, let me stretch you. See, I want to tell you something you have, especially if you've received Jesus, and even if you haven't received Jesus, you have incredible potential. God has created you with a specific purpose, with a specific destiny. And um, if you've received Jesus, that DNA of Christ is on the inside of you. And so he says, let me stretch you, because in other words, don't limit me. Don't limit what I can do. He says, for you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. So get the picture. This is someone that's barren. Again, it's the Gentiles, but I believe it can refer also to an individual life. God says, I'm going to take your life, and I'm going to cause what you've walked through as you learn how to trust me. I'm going to cause it to be multiplied, and your life is going to be multiplied to other people. Let me stretch you. So the Lord told me, he said, I'm not ashamed of you. And then the second thing he told me was that nothing had changed. Nothing had changed. In other words, the promise was still true. For you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. So I believe God is doing this in this this hour. I believe God is sending people. I believe God is sending churches, is raising up people to go into areas that are desolate. And and the desolate has to do that the area is desolate of the kingdom of God, desolate of the presence of God. So God is going to create hubs. God is going to create hubs, and God is going to create churches that will carry the glory, that will carry the presence of God, and that will be used, that will be a catalyst to bring transformation to a region. And so he says, don't fear. I want to tell you something, don't fear. And it, it might look like you've been walking at this a while, You, but what you've been doing, you've been doing a while, and you haven't seen the fruit, you haven't seen what you wanted to see be manifest, but God said, do not fear. You know, I just heard a phrase, do not fear. This is your year. Do not fear, for you will not be ashamed, neither be disgraced, for you will not be put to shame, for you will forget the shame of your youth and will not remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore. You'll forget the shame of your youth. And I've I've discovered over the years as the Lord has brought me out of that place, and he, he said I would forget the shame. In other words, I'd be able to think of the event, but I would not associate the shame with the event because I had so received the love of God deep within my heart. And uh, so this promise, 
this promise is within reach. And uh, you're a lot closer than you think. I remember when I was uh, married and didn't have a job, and God began to speak to me that uh, I was in a meeting, and this prophet began to prophesy over me that he saw a globe. He saw a globe over my head and that I would go to the nations, that I would proclaim his word to the nations. Now, you know, when God gives a word, he doesn't tell you the process you're going to go through. But God's taken me through a process, still taken me through a process. But God has been faithful to release me to go to the nations. God has been faithful to release me to go to people's groups, to go to people that would be outside of my comfort zone and to share the love of God. And so I I reviewed last week how we need to review prophetic words and words that God has spoken to our lives, specific things that he has spoken. We need to learn to pray. I talked about this some. We need to pray in the Spirit. In 1 Corinthians 14, it talks about this. And it's so critical that we learn uh, not just to pray in English, but we learn to pray in the Spirit, to pray in other tongues. 1 Corinthians 14.2 says, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. So we begin to pray in other tongues. And uh, I've discovered even as I get ready to minister, if I'll spend time to pray in other tongues, when I get up to minister, then God will give me things in the Spirit. Uh, Let's go to verse 6, 1 Corinthians 14, 6. But now, brethren, if I come to you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you unless I speak to you either by revelation, by knowledge, by prophesying, or by teaching. Now, praying in other tongues can actually release any of these giftings as the Spirit chooses. It can release revelation. It can release knowledge. It can release the word of knowledge. The word of knowledge is a, is a fragment of knowledge uh, for a specific uh, situation. It has to do with the past and also the present. It can release prophecy. It can release teaching, okay? So when we meet together, we're not just to pray in tongues, and that's all we do. But but Paul said in uh, verse 12, Even so, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be for the edification of the church that you seek to excel. Therefore, let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. So if you speak in tongues, pray that you may interpret. So this is in the public setting. If the gift of tongues operates in the public setting, then believe for the interpretation. And actually the person that gives the tongue should be prepared to interpret if there's no one to interpret. But also I find that this gift works in our private lives. Now some people don't think it does, but I know it does because I've experienced it. When you speak in tongues, you can pray that you might interpret. Now, you don't always receive the interpretation right then, but you can receive it later, and you can receive it in the form of revelation, 
in the form of knowledge, the word of knowledge, and also knowledge of God's way. You can receive it by prophesying, and you can receive it by teaching. Okay? So, for if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit, and I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the spirit, and I will also sing with the understanding. Now look at Paul. Paul makes the emphasis on praying in the Spirit. I will pray in the Spirit. I will pray in the understanding. I will sing in the Spirit. I will sing in the understanding. So speaking in tongues is a way that we can come closer to the promise. You know, I've discovered over the years, like I said, I'll pray in tongues before I get up to minister. Sometimes I'll pray in tongues before I get up to counsel or meet someone. I'll be meeting with that person, and the word of the Lord will will come to me, and God will give me something. And sometimes what he gives me seems ridiculous. But I want to tell you something. If it's from the Lord, it's within reach, if that person will grab a hold of it. So for the promise to be within reach, we know that it's because of God's desire and God's great love to pray in the Spirit, to review past words, and then to forgive, to bless, and to love. Matthew five forty three through 45 says, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. He makes the rain, sends rain on the just and on the unjust. So he sends rain. Now rain can be trials, but rain can also be refreshing. So God sends his goodness. Rain in the natural and also his goodness to men on the just and on the unjust. Now Job 42.10 says, And the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. When he prayed, when he prayed in earnest for his friends, when he prayed in earnest for those who had spoke against him. And I want to tell you something. The only way that you can do that is by the love of God that dwells on the inside of you. And you might not feel like doing it. You might not feel anything. But if you'll choose to do it, that love can pray through you. Another thing to bring the promise within reach is to choose to forgive yourself. For whatever mistakes you've made, wherever you've missed it, choose to forgive yourself. Choose to love yourself. And I I just want to... I want to end on that, and I want to pray a prayer that you can repeat after me concerning this self-forgiveness. Say, Father, today I choose to forgive myself. Today I choose to release myself from every mistake that I've made, from things that I regret. I release myself right now in the name of Jesus, and I receive your love and I receive your forgiveness, and I choose to forgive myself. Now I command all that self-hatred, 
that self-bitterness, those regrets to leave, to leave my brother, to leave my sister, in the name of Jesus, amen. Well, this is Pastor Brad Morgan. It was good being with you today. I hope you enjoyed the message. I would like to encourage you to visit our website at newlifebeginningschurch.com. That's newlifebeginningschurch.com. There is a secure site there where you can sow into this ministry. If you would like to sow by mail, our address is New Life Beginnings Church, P.O. Box 203, Patterson, Texas 77466. If you do not have a church home, I want to invite you to come visit ours. Our Sunday service is at 1030. The church address is 5609 FM 359 North, Brookshire, Texas. 77423. We offer child care for the four year olds and younger. We also offer children's church for the five year olds up to fifth grade twice a month. On Wednesday nights, we reach out to the kids in the Brookshire Patterson area. We have service and classes that start at 7 p.m. If you have prayer requests or would like to speak with us, our church phone number is 281 802 8094. You can contact me by email at bmorgan542 at gmail.com. That's bmorgan542 at gmail.com. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast, The Best is Yet to Come, wherever you get your podcast. This program is sponsored by New Life Beginnings Church. And again, this is Pastor Brad Morgan. And I would like to remind you, the best is yet to come. We love you, and thanks for listening.